It's the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello, welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu. And on this edition, we're going to be looking ahead uh, to the big game tonight. Big, big game, I should say, between Benfica and Arsenal taking place in the Stadio Olimpico in Rome. It's massive, you know, and with our league form being the way it's been all season, the significance of this game just increases you know we're talking about Arsenal um, realistically looking at the Europa League and probably thinking that that is the best way uh, from which we can get ourselves back into the Champions League it's not going to be easy mind you plenty of really good sides in the division so we're going to have to in the division in the competition I should say so we're going to have to be at our best you know it is a cup competition and things um, you know can can be great, they can be glorious, but they can also uh, take a turn for the worse very, very quickly, as we've seen in years gone by. Um, Add to that, it's a very strange Europa League this season because of the fact uh, that, for example, our home leg is having to be played in Athens. Um, Our away leg, we're going to Rome rather than Portugal. So it's all a little bit strange this season. And and with away goals still counting, I'm not really sure what to make of, of this competition. You know, we've seen it already a couple of times in the um in the Champions League this week where teams have had to play in neutral stadiums and i know there's no fans in the ground and and all of that but i think obviously having to travel um to to somewhere where initially you well where ordinarily sorry you would have been playing at home um obviously is a disadvantage um just being in unfamiliar surroundings doesn't help uh so you know there's a lot to um there's a lot to get your head around uh, in this um, uh, in this Europa League this season, there's a lot to try and make sense of. Um, so we're going to have to see how this all pans out. But we did a, a really uh, deep preview on the game against Benfica yesterday on the channel. It's available in podcast format as well if you're listening uh, via the podcast. And I was joined by Tom Kunder, who is a Portuguese football expert. Um, and he came onto the program uh, to talk with me a little bit about Benfica and how their season has gone so far. Because obviously, um, you know, we can claim to be experts of uh, about all football, but re- the reality is, I don't watch a great deal of of Benfica. I don't watch a great deal of Portuguese football. Caught them a couple of times in the Europa League this season when they played Rangers, um, but that's about it. A lot of noise uh, coming out of Portugal and, and Lisbon in particular, suggesting that they're nowhere near their best. Um, they're ex- experiencing a really bad season under uh, Jorge Jesus, who's now enjoying his second spell um, at the club. But it was great to catch up with Tom because we got some insight into perhaps maybe what's gone wrong 
uh, at the club. We also got some insight into how they might play. Uh, he picked out a few players as well that Arsenal should be looking out for. So, um, yeah, interesting. Really interesting chat that and check it out if you haven't already. Big hello to everybody joining me live in the chat box. Hope you are all well. Um, don't forget to smash the like button if you haven't already. Uh, Follow us, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And if you're interested in becoming a member and um, and gaining access to some of our members-only content, which is dropping a little bit later this week uh, than usual uh, because we wanted to get the Benfica game out of the way. So that'll be dropping for you guys tomorrow. Uh, so get involved um, in the membership scheme if you so wish. And uh, you can do that by clicking on the link in the description. This is not the only show we're bringing you today. We're going to be doing this one. We're going to be doing the live watch along um, from 7.45. Of course, kickoff is at 8pm. And then we're going to be reviewing the game afterwards around about 10pm uh, this evening. So that'll be interesting too. Uh, so hope to see you guys for as many of those shows as you can possibly make. Um, it's always great to have your company in the live chat box. Right. Um Quick reminder before I get into my my starting eleven, a little bit about the tactical side of the game, and of course my prediction. Um, if you could uh, be so kind as to um, check out our sponsors, which are Manscaped.com. If you enter the code ninety min twenty nine zero m i n two zero, you'll receive twenty percent off as well as free shipping on your order. Um, so yeah, great products, great stuff. As I showed you guys, guys last night uh, on the social club, I got some new bits come through yesterday. Crop mop ball wipes. There you go. Um, a replacement blade for the lawnmower 2.0 and uh, perhaps even more impressively, a Manscaped refined cologne, which is fantastic. Uh, so check out manscaped.com. Lots of brilliant products available um, over there. And we thank them for their continued support of the show. Right. Let's um, let's share with you guys my 11 for the game against uh, Benfica this evening. And I've got two teams on the screen uh, today because I want to run through a couple of tactical bits as well. Um, Arsenal in the red, if you're watching on the video and Benfica in the blue. If you're listening via the audio, don't worry, I will uh, explain everything in detail. Um so in terms of my starting lineup, this is how I'm going to go. I think it's a no-brainer when it comes to the goalkeeping position. There is a very clear number one at the Emirates Stadium, and it is Bernd Leno. Of course, uh, missed the game at Aston Villa recently due to suspension, but he's back, uh, played against Leeds the other day, and I expect Bernd Leno to continue um, in the goalkeeping position. I think the fullbacks. Um, pretty straightforward. Hector Bellerin will play at right back and I expect Cedric to continue at left back. Now, Kieran Tierney is back in training, but when Mikel Arteta spoke to the media yesterday ahead of this one, um, he confirmed that Kieran Tierney had only had one training session so far since returning. So having had just one training session, I don't think it will be wise to start Kieran Tierney. We've seen he's very susceptible to injury at the moment. We know he's a very, very important player, an important part of this team, and we simply cannot rush him. Um, for what it's worth, I think Cedric has been a pretty decent deputy playing at left back. Apart from that sort of laps early on in the game against Aston Villa, he's done a really solid job. And I don't think too much should be made of that mistake. You know, it is it is a mistake. Um, but these things happen in football, unfortunately. Um, just before I move on, um, let's pick out a couple of your comments uh, on, on the team I've picked so far. Uh, Josh says Tierney shouldn't be rushed in. Agreed. Uh, T Talks, one of our members, says reason on why you wouldn't start Ryan. 
just because I think there's a real clear number one at Arsenal and the Europa League is, is, you know, it's always been important for us given the the reward at the end of it, which would be qualification back into the Champions League as well as a European trophy. But I just think that Bern Leno is very clearly Arsenal's number one. Um, Mikel Arteta will, will want to play his number one. He's shown all season really, hasn't he, that unless he's had to uh, change the goalkeeper. He's not done it as often as maybe previous managers did. You know, you looked at some of the previous managers and you said they very clearly had a one and a two. Um, with Mikel Arteta, I don't think that's the case. I think he's he's very big on um, on, uh, on on sticking with his number one. And as Sam says in the comments, uh, Arteta doesn't do cup goalkeepers. Um, and I kind of agree with that. And I think that's why um, I expect Bern Leno. Look, at the end of the day, Bern Leno is a better goalkeeper than Matt Ryan, in my opinion. And so given the significance, the importance of this tie, he plays for me um, as the um, as the uh, number one. Uh, moving in to centre-back. Now, this is a, a position that there is much debate around. Does Rob Holding come back into the side? Because, of course, Rob Holding was rested for the game against Leeds United the other day. He was on the substitutes bench. Um, I think he does. I think Rob Holding probably should come back into the side. I think he's been really good of late, um, really reliable. And um, yeah, I think I'd go with uh, with Rob Holding. Now, the position of left centre-back, this one is is where it's contentious for me. A lot of people were giving David Luiz stick after the game against Leeds United. I heard uh, a number of people talking about maybe he should have defended better um, on Leeds's first goal and, and maybe even on the second. I actually disagree. I think David Luiz, um, you know, I think anyone would have struggled to defend those situations. I talked about it in the review show when you're talking about Pastr- Pascal Struik's goal. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about a player who was coming in on the run. And when you make the run and you've got that momentum and you leap, it's very difficult for someone in a standing position, I always think, to to match that intensity and to compete uh, for the ball aerially. So, um, yeah, uh, Rob Holding will start at centre-back for me alongside David Luiz. That's what I would go with. I know a lot of you are going to disagree. Um, I, I just I just think we need that little bit of experience. You know, we're talking about someone who will know Benfica inside out as well. Obviously, uh, former player there, um, much loved, as Tom alluded to, uh, by the Benfica fans even now, despite having left so many years ago. Um, But I think uh, David Luiz should be the one to partner Rob Holding. Why? Because I think with David Luiz, it gives us the the ability to to bring the ball out a little bit. And that's been a a feature of our play of late. We did it really, really well against um, Leeds at the weekend. I'm not sure that either Gabriel or Rob Holding are good enough at doing that. And I think that progression is is going to be important. Um, you know, I think the experience will come in handy as well. And I'm going to come on to talk about uh, sport. I uh, almost said sport in Lisbon. The Benfica fans won't like that. And we're going to come on to talk about Benfica's set up a little bit as well. And, um, and that will kind of give you a bit more understanding of why I've gone with David Luiz. Uh, in the midfield pivot, I think this picks itself. Um, Granit Xhaka has been one of the first names on the team sheet uh, for Mikel Arteta throughout the course of the season. And understandably so, you know, I think he's been really good, really solid. Contrary to what some Arsenal fans will tell you, he's he's had a good season so far. You know, barring that stupid moment against Burnley where he got himself sent off. Um, 
Granit Xhaka has been one of Arsenal's most consistent and best performing players. So he plays there for me um, and he will play alongside Danny Ceballos, given that Thomas Partey is still unavailable and has not travelled to Rome uh, for this one. He's training by himself at the moment, Thomas Partey, so he is not ready uh, just yet. Uh, moving into the the wide and, and the attacking midfield positions, um, this is an interesting one, isn't it? Martin Erdogan, I think, made a case uh, the other day as to why he should probably um, get a game. But um, I think I'm just about going to go with Emil Smith-Rowe here. Um, he's been really good uh, since he's come into the side. And I think Emil Smith-Rowe uh, has probably that understanding with Alexander Lacazette and um, and and Bukayo Saka, who well, I've given it away, but are both in my side as well. And so I think the combination of those three has been really impressive uh, since Smith-Rowe and, and, and came into the side and Saka moved out to the right flank. So that would be uh, my three there. And on the left-hand side, well, you know, Nicolas Pepe's played well of late. Uh, Martin Odegaard, as I said, made a case as to maybe why he should start. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you cannot overlook a Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang who's coming into this one fresh off the back of a hat-trick. We saw Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang back to his best at the weekend. And that's what we need, a Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang who's fit, who is firing. And I really look forward um, to uh, to seeing him in an Arsenal shirt again tonight because I think... I think he very much is a confidence player and I like the way he's kind of um, he's uh, worked his way back into form despite going through some difficulties off the pitch. He's, he's kept plugging away, um, you know, and, and finally his break came in the game against Leeds United. He, he got a hat trick. He looked brilliant. He looked sharp as ever. Um played up front, but actually started from that left position quite often in that game. So I think the the graphics before the game were a little bit misleading. I think actually Martin Erdegaard and and, and some of the other players, uh, Bukayo Saka, were occupying those central areas or drifting into those central areas. And often Aubameyang would pull out to the left and make himself useful from there. Um, so that's, uh, that's the team. Um, I, I'm uh, I'm going to go with. So just to run through that once more, uh, for those of you who are listening via the audio, it's Bern Leno in goal, a back four of Hector Bellerin, Rob Holding, David Luiz and Cedric with Ceballos and Xhaka as the midfield pivot and Mil Smith-Rowe just ahead of them with Aubameyang on the left, Saka on the right and Alexander Lacazette through the middle. So that is my team to face Benfica this evening. If you've got anything different in mind, let me know in the chat. I'll read them out. Um, love to hear from you guys as well. Love to see uh, different opinions as well. So um, get involved in the live chat box. Um, and um, yeah, I look forward to picking up those comments. Uh, Harry Land says he'd go Pepe, Odegaard, Martinelli as the three with Oba up top. He says he feels like Saka needs and deserves a rest. I, I agree with you. He probably needs one. He probably deserves one as well. But Saka's been so outstanding of late. I just think you can't rest players in this game tonight, mate. I, I just think that this is a huge, huge game for us. You know, you look at where we are in the league and yes, the European places are not so far out of reach that it's impossible. But I do worry about our ability to put a run together, particularly with the games we've got coming up in the Premier League. You know, we've got Manchester City on Sunday. We've got Spurs coming up. We've got Leicester coming up. We've got West Ham United uh, coming up as well, who have been in fine form this season. So I do worry um, about, uh, about what this next run of Premier League fixtures is going to bring. 
and I kind of I've, I've been sitting there thinking about it for for a couple of days now. I probably think that weighing everything up, the Europa League has to be prioritised somewhat. Um, so yeah, I, I I agree with you that he probably needs one and probably deserves one, but I just don't think this is the time to do it. If I'm honest, um, but great input as ever, mate. Thank you so much. Um, Sam says I agree. Go strong tonight and get ahead in the tie. Uh, Crimson Ninja says this game Arsenal should win because Rangers, if they defended better, they would have beaten Benfica twice this season. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Nishith looking ahead to that City game says I don't want to get battered by City five 0 if we put a strong lineup and play this. Still play the same players versus City won't go down well in the history books. Yeah, but I think Mikel Arteta has to has to make a decision here, doesn't he? He has to make a decision on on what way he's going to go with this because Arsenal's season um, could prove to be a disastrous one. Imagine we finished in a lower league position than we did last year and crashed out of the Europa League at this stage. It would be a, a bit of a disappointing season or largely disappointing season. So I think Mikel Arteta will probably recognise that the only way he can salvage this season would be to qualify for Europe. And at this minute in time... When you look at the Europa League, the fact it's a cup competition, the fact that Mikel has traditionally done quite well in cup competitions, you have to say that this feels like the safer route to go down. Um, you know, a, a lot of those teams in the Europa League you look at and, and you think Arsenal on their day could beat them. Of course, there are some difficult op opponents in there and the, the English clubs uh, probably being the standout ones. But you never know. The draw could go your way. Um, somebody could crash out to, to somebody else and, and things can fall into place quite nicely with a cup. So you got to wait and see. But for me, I just weigh in everything cup. This is the way. This is the way I see it. Uh, Said Abdullah has gone with Leno, Bellerin, Holding, Luis, Cedric, Xhaka, Ceballos, Odegaard, Pepe, Martinelli, Lacazette. So Noah Bamiyang, interestingly, um, in his side. Tofa says, I would play Laka, Pepe, Emil Smith-Rowe and Saka. That front four is our best four. Uh, in my opinion, they will tear apart Benfica if they are up for it. And he's gone for 4-1, by the way. Uh, Jabulani says, Mikel doesn't do weekend lineup, strong lineup today and strong lineup on Sunday. We keep all options open. Yeah, look, in an ideal world, we do. You know, we keep we keep all options open. But the problem is this is not an ideal world and you have to be realistic about Arsenal's chances of, of getting something against City at the weekend. You know, City are in such fine form that Arsenal would have to be at their absolute maximum and City would have to have an off day, essentially, because they've been that good of late um, that, you, you know, it's going to be difficult. Maybe uh, with the cushion that they have at the top of the Premier League now, they'll be a little bit... Um, uh, well, they'll be they'll be focused on on the game that's to come um, in the Champions League for them, uh, which is of course of huge importance. So perhaps that will play in our favour. I don't know, but for now the focus is on Benfica, and we have to get the result that gives us the best chance of progressing against Benfica. I know it's easy to get distracted by what's to come, but for me, having looked at what's to come and and what that could mean and and how we will. Um, you know, tackle that when we get to it. I feel as though right now we've got to just take it each week as it comes. And Benfica today has to be the priority. Great point as well um, from T Talks, who says we've got five subs, plenty of opportunity for players to come off early if we get a decent lead. Another great point. Um, right. A couple of bits on on Benfica now. We, As I said, we, we did a review show yesterday um, with Tom, which you can 
you can check out. Uh, it's available on the channel. Uh, but what I wanted to um, kind of point out was a little bit about the system and the shape with which Benfica are expected to line up. Now, Benfica, they play in this really odd format. It's not an odd formation. It's a 4-4-2 essentially, but there are caveats to that 4-4-2. George Jesus has, has used this formation for a while. It's synonymous with him. He plays with two strikers. Um, he plays with two wingers who are given the freedom to get up in attack, but with very two, uh, with two, sorry, very deep lying midfield players, almost as though he's playing with two number sixes. You know, just they, they sit in front of the defence. And one of the ways um, Arsenal could potentially... Um, exposed Benfica, you think, is in the wide areas because if those players are pushing forward in the wide positions, you would hope that Arsenal would be able to exploit these areas. But where Arsenal are not going to get much joy, I don't think, based on uh, Jorge Jesus's system, is um, is in this area here. And that area is just in front of um, of the back four. You know, this this area here, uh, you expect Benfica to be pretty watertight in, in that position based on what we know about Jorge Jesus's sides. Um, there's been issues there this season because uh, Adel Tarapt, who many of you will remember um, from his days in the Premier League, uh, is one of those deep line midfield players normally. And we all know that he's not that type of player. He's a flair player. He's somebody who will... Um, want to get on the ball, dictate things and make things happen. And, and has, I guess, the, um, you know, the desire to attack and to, to take people on and to get uh, into the final third. That's what he has done throughout his career. But in this Benfica side, if he does play, he's playing a very different role. So I've highlighted that area for those of you listening on the audio, just in front of the back four, just in front of Benfica's back four on the edge of their penalty area, where I think that they'll be quite solid and where Arsenal should probably look to divert the majority of their play away from. Now, what we've seen Emil Smith-Rowe do brilliantly since he's come into the team, and it's largely why, you know, I, I think he probably just edges it on Odegaard at the moment. But it's it's another reason as to why I've leaned towards him in my selection is because um, he's done this really well. He's drifted out to the left-hand side and combined uh, with the left winger. He's also done that on the right flank and combined really well. And with Lacazette uh, able to drop short as well, what you're getting and what you're seeing quite often is you're seeing these, um, these triangles developing um, between uh, the, the wide player, the centre-forward, um, and then, of course, uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, who's going out there and making himself an extra man. Um, so he's done that brilliantly. He's he's given he's caused the overload. But what he can also do really well, Emil Smith-Rowe, is when Saka does pull wide, when Alexander Lacazette, for example, does drop into that slightly deeper position to pick up the ball, Emil Smith-Rowe is not afraid to run into this half space here. He's not afraid to access that space between the fullback and the centre-back and create that overload. And we've seen him time and time again from this kind of position pull uh, balls across the penalty area um, and lay off chances for other people. So Emil Smith-Rowe does that really well and probably does that based on what we've seen. And I know you could argue the sample size has been really small, but I would say that he does that better than anybody in this squad and probably better than Martin Odegaard at the moment. So for that reason, 
And the fact that I think Benfica are going to try and pack up that midfield just in front of the defence, they'll be looking to protect that area um, very carefully. I think that Emil Smith-Rowe's versatility, whereby he can pop up on the left, pop up on the right, get involved in interchangeable um, sort of bits of play with the likes of Saka and, and Laka in particular, because we've seen him do it to great effect. I think um, that gives us the advantage, that gives us the upper hand. And I think those wide spaces and the half space in between the left back and the left centre back or the right back and the right centre back are going to be key for Arsenal here. What this also does by having a Aubameyang on the left-hand side is if Arsenal can work these opportunities, can expose these spaces with Saka, Lacazette and Smith-Rowe, Aubameyang, natural instinct is always, isn't it, uh, to drift into the penalty area from that left-hand side. And if he can do that uh, to good effect and Arsenal can work opportunities on this right-hand side to pull balls back, then you feel as though um, Arsenal could hurt this Benfica side. Otamendi and Vertonghen are the two centre-backs at Benfica. And actually, I, I said at the start of the preview show that I felt they were two players we could get at. Tom, um, our Portuguese football expert, actually said that they've done quite well, the pair. Um, that comes as a surprise to me, but I think obviously the pace in Portugal is a little bit different. The intensity with which the game is played is is different as well. And I expect that a Premier League side like ourselves with the talent that we have in those attacking areas should be able to give those two a real torrid time. And you want to get in behind them. You want to make them turn and, and run back to their own goal. As I said, I think they'll sit probably on the edge of their own penalty box. And that's where the intricacies um, need to come in. Otamendi, clumsy player. Um, he's shown that time and time again uh, when he's been playing for Manchester City in the Premier League. So I think they're two players that we can look to expose. And I think um, Arsenal will, will look to to create problems in those wide areas, in those half spaces with Emil Smith-Rowe, if it is him that plays there, or Martin Odegaard, if he's the man that goes out there, um, you know, looking to, to get into those positions and pick people out in the penalty box. So those are some of my thoughts ahead of this game uh, against Benfica. Now it's time for you to get your predictions in the chat box. I will share mine as well. I'm going to go for a... Um, I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to go for a 2-0 Arsenal win. Because I feel like we're playing really good football at the moment. And I know we've had a couple of disappointing results in the Premier League of late, but I don't think they were necessarily deserved. I think Arsenal have been better than what their recent results have shown um, in terms of the performance levels. So I'm going to go um, I'm going to go with a 2-0 win uh, to the Arsenal. Don't forget, you can join me as well tonight on the live watch along 7.45 p.m. Um, I'll be going live uh, via this channel. Um, if you're listening via the audio, you can come over to the YouTube channel. Join us there uh, for the live watch along. Look forward to uh, watching the game in many of you guys' company. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Big, big game this evening. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box in terms of your predictions for tonight's game. Rory's gone for a 1-0. Is that 1-0 to Arsenal or 1-0 to Benfica? Steve Stone's gone for a 2 one win to the Arsenal. Robin, 2-1 to the Arsenal. T-Talks has gone 3-1 Arsenal. Um, Chris says, every game is hard for this Arsenal team, so I'll go with a 2-1 Arsenal. Tofa's very optimistic. He's gone with a 4-1 win, and he's even named the scorers. Laka, Saka, Saka again, and Martinelli. Um, JO4 hasn't given us a, a specific prediction, but says Arsenal need an away goal at least. Go out all out for this game, because even the A-team would lose to Manchester City. 
Xander's gone for a 4-0 Arsenal win. Said Abdullah, 3-0 Arsenal. Ebby Vander agrees with me, 2-0 Arsenal. Dave Atkinson says uh, 3-1 to the Arsenal. Um, what else have we got? Uh, we've got a couple more 2-1s. Uh, Adam says 2-1 Arsenal tonight, 4-1 over two legs. Uh, Freddie Owusu's gone for a 2-0 uh, to the Arsenal. Says it's going to be a David Luiz masterclass. I'd love that. Uh, Rory's prediction was uh, to the Arsenal. Intellectual Investor's gone uh, 3-1 Arsenal. Eli's gone 2-0 Arsenal. Gunatel has gone with a 1-1. Uh, Josh says 1-0. Sam says 2-1 to the Arsenal. Nikomo. 3-0 to the Arsenal. Um, so, yeah, lots um, lots and lots um, to uh, to get our teeth into and lo- lots of optimism as well in the chat, which is fantastic. Um, T-Talks asks if we're doing the uh, minute of the first goal prediction for a prize. Uh, yeah, we will be, but we won't be doing it until the... Um, until the uh, the watch along later. So yeah, look forward to uh, to doing that. And I'll be giving away another copy of the book. For those of you who won it last time, uh, those copies have been ordered for you today. Um, I found that it was easier for me to order you copies directly from the publisher um, to your addresses rather than me getting more copies in and then going and giving them to the post or going and taking them to the post office. Uh, so you should be receiving those within the next week or so. Um, so yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for taking part in the competition. And if you want to take part in this competition today, um, the latest one, then come and join me for the watch along uh, at 7.45. I'll be giving away a copy of the Chronicles of Aguna book, which was published at the end of Arsene Wenger's final season. So um, plenty of memories in there, plenty of nostalgia in there. It's um. Yeah, I like to think it's an interesting read. So, yeah, look forward to you guys joining me for the watch along and giving away another copy of the book. Right. Um, That brings me to the end of the predicted lineup uh, and pre uh, predicted lineup or my lineup and prediction show, I should say. Um, And we'll be back later on for the watch along at 7.45 p.m. Come and join me for this one. It's a massive, massive game for the Arsenal. Let's get behind the lads. Um, Let's support the team because um, this is huge. Could be season defining. So uh, until later, take care, guys. Cheers. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.